0: In addition to unbreakable cybersecurity, Secure's physical fortress is also well protected. When I walked in across the gleaming marble floors and checked in at the main reception desk, they told me to wait in the lobby for an escort to my interview. I trail after my escort. Beautiful building you have here. Okay, that was lame. I suck at small talk. Like, really suck. Maybe I shouldn't have spent the last eight years hiding from all social interaction. IT geeks shouldn't have to interview like normal people. They should just have to take a test or hack something. But presumably, Secure already knows about my code-cracking abilities, or so the headhunter said. I nearly choked on my coffee when she called me up out of the blue. I thought it was a prank by one of my old online compatriots, the Clean Clan. But no, it was legit. Besides, the chances of anyone from my old life finding me now are nil. At least, I hope so. Stew leads me to the elevator bank and hits the up arrow. The doors of one elevator swing open to reveal a man in an elegant suit, his head bent over his phone. Tall and broad-shouldered, he takes up more than his fair share of the elevator. Without looking up, he moves to the side to make room for us. Stu lets me step on first, and I push down panic. It's a small elevator, but not too small. I can handle it. If I get the job, I'll find out where the stairwells are. I focus on the bright buttons and hope it's a fast ride. Before my escort can board, someone calls his name. One sec, Stu says as a young woman bustles over, followed by two other people. Stu, the Galileo server shut down this morning. Great, just what I need. Extra time in an elevator. I swallow, ignoring the prickling on my skin. A panic attack will not make a good impression. Stu takes his foot out of the door as the young woman opens her laptop to show him something. The door snicks closed, and the elevator ascends. Just like that, I've lost my escort. So much for tight security. I punch the number six button. I know where I'm going. The sooner I'm off this tiny box of death, the better. We're halfway up when the lights flicker. Once, twice, then off. What the... I trail off to focus on breathing. I have about a ten-second window before full-on freak-out. The suit next to me mutters something. The light from his phone casts an eerie blue light on the walls. The elevator car grinds to a stop. Oh, no. Here it comes. My heart slams in my chest. My lungs grab for breath. Stop, I tell my panic. It's nothing. The elevator will start up again in a second. You're not stuck here. My body doesn't believe me. My stomach clutches, skin grows clammy. Everything goes dark. Either my vision has dimmed or the guy has just put his phone to his ear. I sway on my feet. The big guy curses. No reception in here. My heel twists under me and I grab the rail, breath coming in quick gasps. Hey! The guy has a voice to match his giant size, deep and resonant. I'd find it sexy under different circumstances are you freaking out? Slight disdain in his tone. Not my fault, buddy. Yeah. I barely get the word out on a pant. My death grip on the handrail tightens. Stay on your feet. Don't faint. Not now. Not here. I don't like small spaces. Understatement of the year. Did the elevator just move? Or is my body reeling out of control? Old panic grips me. I'll die in here. I'm never going to get out. Two large hands push me back against the elevator wall, pinning me with pressure on my sternum. What are you doing? I gasp, triggering your calm reflex. He sounds calm as if he shoves hyperventilating girls up against a wall on a daily basis. Is it working? Yeah, having a strange guy grope me always calms me down. I swore I'd hide my sarcasm until I landed the job, but here it comes, spewing out. Being seconds away from passing out will do that to a girl. "'I'm not groping you,' he says. "'That's what all the guys say,' I mumble. His short chuckle cuts off as soon as it starts, almost like he didn't mean to let it out. "'Who is this guy?'